We used to have a thing back in the days called ISAP. Okay, this is a supplementary exam or a rewrite. Um, the last thing I want for you is to settle for courses that you do not like because you just want to go into university. Ambitious professionals, welcome to episode two of the Grad Convo podcast. I hope you guys really enjoyed my last episode where I really spoke about the importance of, you know, knowing what to do in your very first job straight out of university. If you have not listened to that podcast, you still can, okay? After this episode, you can go back and listen to some of the advice and the tips that I give to young interns and graduates who are entering the world of work for the first time. But for today's episode, we are doing something very different. I want to call this episode, Help, I Just Finished My Trick, Now What? So as you guys are aware, the metric results have started coming out. We've seen a lot of people celebrating on social media. Their baby brothers, their baby sisters, their children, you know, are doing exceptionally well and they're posting their marks and they're excited for the next step in their career. Um, so I wanted to do an episode on that, not only to give tips, advice as to what to do, but I remember very clearly my own experience when it came to matric, my own matric story, okay? To me, per se, it was very traumatizing. Let me just say, okay, um, I didn't do very well. Matter of fact, I failed my maths. And that closed quite a lot of doors when it came to university and, you know, being able to do certain, um, what you call it, certain, go into certain fields that I thought I wanted to go into. Um, and I felt very lost. And I felt like everyone was telling me to do this and, and I need to go back to university. Um, even if I get into like uh, a degree that I don't want to go into, as long as I'm there, I just need to go to university. And thank goodness I did not take that advice. I slowed down to a gap year and then I went to actually upgrade my maths and my science. And, you know, Behold, where I am right now, um, you know, I'm doing very well in terms of my career. I'm happy where I am. I'm in a space that I absolutely love. I love my profession. And I just think about had I listened to those external voices. And, you know, sometimes people have their best interest, you know, in mind and they really want you to do well. But sometimes the career advice that they give us, our families, is not always suitable for our needs at that time. And that's what I want to talk about. Um, I don't want to just congratulate the ones who did well. And I'm saying congratulations. You guys are celebrated. You guys are amazing. But let's not forget, ne? 
that there are some matriculants who either failed, who don't have the means and the funds to go to university, who are confused. And this to them is so depressing. Um, and I really sympathize with you because I remember being in, you know, in your shoes and really being depressed and taking that gap year, which was not really a gap year, um, but just feeling like I'm being left behind by all um, the people that I went to school with. And again, it's, it's not a sprint. You know, you really have to really focus on what you want and what's right for your environment. And that is why I'm doing this particular episode. So I want you to really think about who you are, right? So you've just gotten your marks. Um, you probably started getting um, emails from certain universities if you're lucky. But I just want you to pause and reflect and see who am I? What are the traits that make me unique? Who do I want to serve? Because a lot of the times we think we know what we want to do because of the advice that's given by our parents or, you know, this is the type of career um, that people say will make you money or you'll not be um, unemployed if you go into the space. And we think we know what we want. But have we taken the time to just slow down and ask who am I? What am I doing? You know, because I remember thinking that I wanted to become a pharmacist and I'm so glad I did not go into that space. I would have hated it with all my guts. Um, but, you know, I went to a space that really reflects the kind of person that I am. And I had not known about industrial psychology. Um, so I don't want you to waste an entire degree years ahead of you because you didn't ask yourself that question. And just remember, a lot of the times you won't even know who you are. You're figuring out as you go. But you know what you like and what you don't like, right? If you've got an idea of what are some of those passions, what fulfills, what brings you joy, um, whether it's in your day-to-day -day life or certain topics or certain subjects um, at school, that would really help. And figure out what are the values? What are the values? What are important to you? And what do you want in terms of values, in terms of what you want to ingrain in your future job? Understanding your values, what you stand for will really make it a bit easier for you to align with a certain field or a certain industry. For example, I love helping people. I love making people smile. And being in a helping profession um, makes sense for me, right? Going into a space of psychology makes sense for me. The second thing you need to also realize is ask yourself, what are my talents? Okay, what are you known for? What are your skill sets? What are your strengths? And lastly, like look at the weaknesses that you have and the dislikes. Um, that will also tell you, okay, maybe I shouldn't go into this field because I honestly hate science. I don't find it fascinating. I don't find it interesting whatsoever, right? So you need to really take those questions to self-introspect. Um, out of the noise and everyone telling you and whispering you and telling you what to do next. Of course, another thing you should consider is the financial circumstances. How does the financial circumstances look at home, right? What are your parents' affordability? Is the money allocated for you to go to school? So we need to look at those things, right? We need to decide, um, you know, when we're making our decisions, we need to base those financial aspects um, as well, right? And then Remembering metrics, I really want you guys to remember that there's a huge difference between a hobby and a career. Just because you enjoy sports does not mean, okay, that you need to, you know, go into that space, right? So you need to figure out the things that you might enjoy, whether it's maybe you like doing makeup or whatever, 
Um, you need to figure out what is a hobby and what is a career. There's a huge difference between the two. Not to say that hobbies can't turn into careers, but some of those things that you enjoy doing are not necessarily the best step in terms of you finding you know, a fulfilling career. It could be something you do on the side as a hobby, but it's not going to be something that's going to pay you, right? And then lastly, if you've got the means, I would definitely advise you to go see a psychometrist, okay, if you've got the financial means. And what they're going to do is they're really going to look at your personality. They're going to measure your personality. They're going to measure your cognitive aptitudes and abilities and your interests. And they create some type of profile where they help you to go like, based on these characteristics, you would be more aligned to this field of study. And it could save you years, okay? It could save you time, wasted time going into a space that, you know, you have no business being in, you know, going into. So, um, yeah, those are some of the things that I would propose um, you look into and really think about before you take any other step or action, right? But most importantly, if you do not do well in your trick, I want you to forgive yourself. Forgive the mistakes that you may have done. Maybe, I don't know why you were not studying. <laughs> don't ask me why I was not studying, okay? Life happens, um, but we're not looking into the past, right? Let's focus into the future. Let's look what our options, what is out there. Forgive ourselves for the mistakes that we've made and let's move forward. Okay. So what I want to do quickly, um, ambitious professionals, is I want to talk on certain scenarios, situations you find yourself. I want you to identify where you are in terms of your marks, um, in terms of your interests, in terms of a lot of things, right? I'm going to talk about six scenarios. And I'm going to give you advice and tips on what to do, right? So I feel like this is very important because people think there's only one way of succeeding in terms of your career. They think that after a matric, there's only university. But I want to tell you, ne, we have a lot of options out there. And I am going to walk you through each of those options. I really wish um, when I was actually matric, I had someone sit down with me um, and really try to figure out what is the best option for me at that moment that would have saved me a lot of heartache a lot of stress and quite a lot of depression may, may I also add as well so let's do this okay so let's say so scenario number one right you have the financial in terms of financial circumstances things are not great at home so financially um, things are not great at home. You've just matriculated um, and you need to find a job, right? Um, because there's no money for you to go to university, college, nothing, right? And you staying at home does not serve your family as well. So my first thing is financial circumstances are not great at home. You need to find a job. So there's a lot of things you could do, right? You can volunteer. Um, you can go get those skill sets that are so important. Um, to sort of like figure out what is the next step or where do you want to specialize or which field or industry you want to go into and gain some level of work experience, right? Sometimes this looks like um, looking for work or for job opportunities, even if it's not in your taste, right? So let's say you have to work at KFC, 
Okay, there, there's no money, so you need to work at KFC. You need to gain um, some a bit of money, right? You'll gain that work experience that you need, um, and that will allow you to be able to save some money for yourself, whether that is college, whether that is going to a trade school, whether that is going to an FET, okay? You need to do what needs to be done, okay? It's not about, you know, oh, I don't want to do this because of that. You know what the circumstances are at home, and you know that you need to find a job, and if you want to go to school, you need to be able to fund that yourself. So that's my first advice. Working after you know, high school also allows you, again, to refine some of those soft skills and also learn some you know, important hard skills that may be needed for your future career. So something as simple as working in a fast food restaurant, you are learning a myriad of skills such as customer service, communication skill sets, um, or conflict management <laughs> as well. Um, so these are things that you can carry. These are transferable skills you can use in the future. So you know that things are not great at home, right? Financially, you need to find a job. You need to put aside money for your studies. That is what you can do. Also remember, ambitious professionals, we have learnerships that are available, okay? This is where you receive practical and theoretical teaching in your field of work. Um, you gain a little bit of hands-on experience in that career of choice um, before graduating from university. So you become qualified with a certain NQF level. That is a, re a nationally recognized qualifications. There are some of those learnerships out there that are provided by certain companies and government. So you can actually use that time in order to get into that learnership, learn that specific trade, learn, you know, that specific, um, you know, venture into that um, field, learn a bit of skills that will keep you busy. That will make you a bit of money because they do sometimes pay a bit of money Whether it's three, four, five thousand rand. That's better than nothing. That is money you can put aside in order to build yourself even further. Right. Sometimes those opportunities don't come along. What other options do you have? You can become a police officer. OK, you can become a police officer. You can join the army and then you can study even further within those structures, right? So I don't want you to close yourself up and go like, okay, things are not great financially. My life is ruined. There are options. And I also want to tell you guys about free training online. If you've got the means of getting a laptop and internet access, Google has a variety of free courses and certifications. I know that Google has an IT, ICT support um, program where they give stuff like data analytics. They've got an ICT support professional certificate. That is enough to get you into an entry-level position. It's all about getting to that space and working you're, you know, working and, and climbing up the, the, the ranks in terms of building that skills, working up that structure, right? So that is you. Financial circumstances are not great at home and you need to find a job. These are some of the options that are out there. So really open your mind, figure out what's the next step, what makes sense for you, but don't think things are, you know, going to stay that way forever, okay? You've got options. There may not always be a lot, but there's options out there. You don't have to just have a matric and struggle to find a job. You can start from the bottom, but you can definitely work your way up. Okay. So my second um, scenario I want to um, paint for you guys is um, you don't have the marks to qualify into university, right? But for some reason, you love working with your hands. Um, you find yourself that you're more practical rather than theoretical. My advice to you is to become an artisan. Press, 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 
Okay, let me tell you, there are a lot of apprenticeships that are out there. Um, you know, by certain you know bigger organizations, they allow those unskilled individuals to train for jobs within that specific sector, and this is a great opportunity for you because you get offered you know guaranteed employment options, and these are much. Um, visible within more technical spaces such as manufacturing, such as the mining space. Um, you know, there's a lot of those options and those opportunities for matriculants to get into these apprenticeship programs and learn a specific trade. But let's say you don't, and um, that is if you don't have the means to actually go into a trade school, right? If you don't get into those apprenticeships, you can then apply and go into a trade school. And there's quite a lot of them in South Africa. So for those of you guys who are not familiar as to what is a trade school, <coughs> Sorry, a trade school offers practical training. It gives you work experience. And once you've got that training, that work experience, you then um, are able to write what we call a trade test, and then you can become an artisan. There's a lot of types of artisans that are out there. You can become a rigger. You can go into rigging. You can become an electrician, a diesel mechanic, instrumentation, more right. Job opportunities are everywhere, especially within spaces such as the mining industry. And the nice thing about these artisans is that you are not limited just, you know, within that space. You can always go back to school. You can always level up your NQF levels and even qualify to become an engineer. You go back, you do, you do your P1 and your P2 training, you get your blasting certificate, all of that, and you can become an engineer. So it's not all lost, right? There's many ways to get into a profession. You don't always have to go the traditional university route. So I advise you, if you love working with your hands, go to a trade school and become an artisan. Otherwise, 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 um, there's other options such as going into an internship program. I know that the, um, the YES program is something that's quite popular at the moment. And this is where um, public companies offer internships for young unemployed graduates. But for you to do that, you most probably would have to need to have a metric, a metric certificate. So there are quite a lot of options out there. See what makes sense to you in terms of where you are in terms of your marks, your your who, who you are as a person. And yeah, you'll be able to see those options there. The third scenario I want to paint for you guys is that you are financially comfortable as well as you've got the social capital to actually um, go into career exploration, you've got the social capital to reflect, you're able to recenter yourself, take a gap year, okay? If you need a break before committing to a job or a course, then a gap year is the best option. This is the perfect opportunity for you to do whatever you want, okay? Again, like I said, you are financially comfortable and you've got the social capital for you to go into a gap year. Not everyone can actually afford to go into a gap year. I was in a gap year, but mine was not because of career exploration or anything like that. Matter of fact, it was because I was upgrading my marks, so I called it a gap year. But in actual fact, it is actually not a gap year. When you go into a gap year, you've got options. You can either travel the world, you can work abroad, you can volunteer for that particular year. Fact is, it's all up to you. But for you, in order to call this a gap year, you need to actually have a plan. The problem with a lot of 
graduates is that they go into a gap year and they go like, oh, I need to find who I am. But there isn't an actual plan in place, right? You need to have a plan as to what am I going to be doing this particular year? Am I going to be job shadowing? Let's say uncle, you've got an uncle or your mom's friend is a doctor or you think you want to go into that space in, in healthcare and you've got the social capital in order for you to do a bit of volunteering to job shadow to figure out. But the idea is not for you to sit at home. The idea is not for you to lose momentum, right? I want to tell you that if you can afford it, there are a lot of gap year programs that are available. You guys, you would be shocked. A lot of gap year programs, again, these are for people who can actually, you know, who have the financial means and they allow you, they've got programs, let's say you for two, three months, you can go abroad to Japan. And then you, let's say after those three months, you go into another program somewhere in Spain or America for two to three months. They're very intentional. It's not just about traveling. There's a bit of work experience. There's a bit of um, job shadowing certain companies and, and industries. So they're very intentional. And a lot of the times, some matriculants actually go like, you know what, I want to teach abroad for a year, okay? Whether that looks like going, um, I know in China, they, they have quite a lot of these opportunities, but some people go like, hmm, maybe I want to go into an international volunteer programs. Um, there are options, guys. There are options. And honestly, for me, if this was something that was accessible to everyone, I would really vouch for matriculants after matric to just take that year to reflect and try to figure out what they want um, and who they are and what impact do they want to drive um, through their careers, right? I know for a fact that when I have children, my children will have that option um, for them to be able to take a gap year. If they want to, I want to give them the freedom to do that. And again, it is a privilege. It is really a privilege. But if you've got the means, why not? One year never killed anyone, guys. Okay. You've been working so hard right into matric and you're going straight to university, and you're not even sure that you want to go into this particular course or field or whatever, taking that year of reflection, trying things out, experimenting will really help you to make a better career decision that you're not going to regret um, two, three years along the way whilst you're in a certain university program. So that is definitely another option, okay? The game on the line, you can't fold and you can't bend. Now uh, you playing safe and not be going for the win. Remember back when they was doubting on the kid. Uh, now they tuned in cause my game too legit. Stay down, remain humble, and I made it work. Uh, crazy how I came, I so clean from the dirt. Uh, we was using candles on the nights, the lights ain't work. Uh, we ain't never going back to dead and dead. I'm Hey there, ambitious professionals. A quick one from my side. I am so excited to announce that you can now access our CV course for free. Yes, you've heard that right. This is our one-of-a-kind course program that is dedicated to assist graduates in becoming confident job seekers who can actually navigate the job market with ease and skill. Our CV course consists of some really amazing tools, handouts, workbooks, CV templates, and video instructions to set you up for success and get you started on your job searching journey. All you need to do for you to enroll for the course is to click the link in the description and head over to my website at allwaytom.co.za slash free cv that is allwaytom.co.za slash free cv now let's head back to the rest of the episode my fourth option for you guys is 
Let's say you are this matriculant. You failed matric, okay? You failed matric. You went through the newspaper. You could not find your name, okay? Or you do not do very well in your academics, okay? Life happens, guys. You don't know what's going on, okay? Maybe you were playing around. You weren't studying. Or I don't know, maybe there was a death in the family and you were depressed and just a lot of things going on at the same time, but you did not do well in metric in terms of your marks. Okay, this was me. (laughs) I fall in this category. This was the type of matriculant that I was in 2012. I did not do well academically. Okay, so what are the options? Number one, I would always advise, let's say you are, um, let's say you got 49%. (laughs) For maths, for some reason, um, there's no harm in actually remarking your papers, applying for your papers to be remarked, because maybe that one mark will, is the difference between a percentage that could make a huge difference in opening the doors of you know certain career opportunities that might be there for you. Okay, no harm in remarking your papers. You know, um, second option is maybe you need to redo your metric exam. Okay, so let's say you failed major, major subjects, right? We used to have a thing back in the days called a SAP. Okay, this is a supplementary exam or a rewrite. Um, the last thing I want for you is to settle for courses that you do not like because you just want to go into university. If you need to write a SAP, do it. If you need to write a SAP. Um, or you can actually take a bridging course as well. Did you know that there are those options for you to take into a bridging course into a certain program, right? So you can apply for a supplementary exam um, and then attend what we call a metric program. A lot of these FET colleges um, offer these metric support programs. I was actually a part of one um, when I didn't pass my maths, okay? I still got a bachelor's pass, né? but my maths was below 50%. So I got into this metric program via an FET college for extra support and as well as some tutoring and helping me in terms of my studies, um, um, in terms of, you know, being prepared for that exam. And actually, I did fairly okay. I actually doubled my marks. So you can imagine how much I actually got. <laughs> Guys, don't ask me, okay? But I'm here today. So I'm here today to talk about it. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you can do that. Um, or, or you can go back to school and eat the humble pie. Okay, you need to be humble, have some humility, you can go back to school and redo your entire metric. This is if you failed major subjects, okay? And you know that there's no, you know what you want and you know that, okay, there's no way I'm going to get into university with these marks. I need to redo my entire metric. But for those who maybe have one or two um, subjects, you can definitely apply for a sub and do and apply for a supplementary exam go through uh, an FET college, attend some classes, get that support, get the tutoring, okay? Another thing I want to talk about is what we call bridging courses, okay? So that's another option for you, right? This is a short course that allows uh, matriculants to redo their matric subjects and then get a solid pre or a pre-degree slash diploma foundation. It's designed to upgrade certain matric marks, like I said. So there are bridging courses, 
Or you can do an extended degree program. This is where you study your chosen degree, but you take an extra year to complete. I know most universities have these programs. Um, they, uh, I know in the Berg, Northwest University, they had a program called Uniprep, right? So if you didn't do very well in your matric and you didn't want to go back to school or do a SUP, they actually had this one-year program which you would need to complete. But once you've passed it, you can then go into any program uh, not any program, but you then could then go back to university and go into whatever field um, that you wanted to go into. So let's say you wanted to do accounting, you go to your prep for accounting specifically. You would do um, accounting modules um, that you probably find in your first year, but maybe less difficult. But once you pass, then you know that next year you're going to go into your first year into an accounting program. So uni prep could be an option for you, but again, it's very expensive. So you've, if you've got the financial means to do so, you don't want to be embarrassed to go back to school. You don't want to write a SAP and you just want to go straight to university afterwards. You know what you want to study. I would advise you to go into a uni prep program within that university, within that field. Okay. So that was me. That was my option. I still have other options. Don't worry. The fifth option, right? You you are this kind of matriculant. So you have the financial means, okay? And you've also got the marks to back that up, okay? You've got the financial means. You've got the marks. Now, what can you do? Uh-huh. You can go into a public university. Um, so you've got the financial means. You've got the marks. And you are certain. You are 100% certain of what you want to do. You can go into a public university, especially here in South Africa, okay? Going into your university, um, you've got the option of discovering your career passion in your first year. It's very, it's almost impossible. Um, sorry, a lot of people, <coughs> oh, sorry guys for that. Oh, I've got a bit of a cold. I don't know what's going on. Joburg weather is super cold. Anywho, okay, so like I was saying, um, you can go to university, um, discovering your career passion in your first year is almost impossible. Okay. For example, I changed my entire degree. So I did my degree, BSc in health science, specializing in physiology and psychology. I realized I hated the physiology aspect and I was like, okay, I find psychology quite interesting, but I know that I don't want to go into the clinical counseling type of psychology because when I did abnormal psychology, um, as one of my modules, like, who are I? This is not what I want to do. Okay. But then I figured out there was actually another um, side of psychology, which is more business focused, right? Called industrial psychology. But I only figured that out in the third year of being in university. That is what I'm currently doing. That's my speciality. But a lot of the times you'll find in your first year, you're just going into a course and you're not really sure in terms of what direction you want to go into, right? And that's why a lot of the times you find students who are dropping out of university or you find a lot of students changing their degrees in their second year because they go like, mm, this is actually not what I wanted to do. I thought I would be interested. I thought I'd find it fascinating. But now that I'm actually studying the course, it's not something that I'm interested in doing, right? Um, but again, that's why I say it's always great to speak to a psychometrist. It's always great to have those relationships with lecturers. See what fields and opportunities are out there um, in terms of um, the university that you're in. Build those relationships and try to see, okay, what is what is what can I actually do? Um, you know, once I've, I'm done with this degree, what career options are available? Try to find mentors that are already in the industry or the space that you think you 
want to go to. Do a bit of work on the side. Go into VAC work. There's just so many things you can do to sort of get an idea that is this something that I would enjoy doing, okay? The nice thing about public universities, there are quite a lot of them locally. Public universities are like the Northwest University, the VITs, the UCTs. These are considered public universities. But let's say, again, you've got the financial means and you've got the marks to back it up. Uh, or there's other the option of studying abroad, okay? You can go internationally. Um, I know that who there was this guy who was trending on LinkedIn and social media. I think he got in, accepted into Harvard, um, so he, his face was trending everywhere. And again, he probably got a scholarship, but let's say he didn't. He had the marks to back it up. Okay. He had the marks to back it up. He was busy in, in high school. He was a leader in all these extracurricular activities. Okay. Whether he had a foundation, volunteering, whatever it is, he was able to build a very credible profile that made him stand out from tens and thousands of applications to get into an Ivy League college. Okay. So there are those options, international universities, an option. You've got the money, okay, and you've got the means to go into those, okay. So that's definitely an option. And again, my last option, my last matriculant, okay, this is you. Is this you? Okay, because I've had six scenarios. This is the last option that's available. You've got the financial means. Things are good at home. Things are comfortable financially. But you don't have the marks to back it up. You don't have the marks, okay? Then this is where you can then go into a private college. Okay? These are more expensive than public universities. Um, but they do have some really specialized trainings, such as um, let's say you want to go into game development. Um, you know, again, these are options for people who've got the means, okay, but they don't have the marks to back it up. You can go into game development, but again, make sure that, you know, whatever private college you decide to go into, um, it's actually registered and it's also accredited. So there's quite a lot of them in South Africa, but make sure to do your research. Um, sometimes there's certain, um, uh, I wouldn't call it colleges, but schools, right? Such as going into a, can, a culinary school, you want to be a chef. Um, I know that maybe they're not too strict in terms of marks there. Um, but let's say, you know, you want to go into a pilot school, you want to become an air traffic controller, you may need certain requirements in terms of marks. But a lot of these schools are a bit on the expensive side of things. So you need to financially be able to afford to pay the, you know, those courses and that education. Um, so yeah. Those are options for you. You can go into a private university. There's quite a lot. Varsity College, Boston College, and there's quite a lot of um, private, um, not private colleges that are also accredited internationally as well. I think I would definitely consider those ones um, as to those who don't have that international accreditation so that you know that wherever you go in um, in the world, your degree, your qualification is recognized, okay? So make sure to do, to do that actual research. And the nice thing about private colleges is that if you want to go into nursing, you can go into nursing to a nursing school. Um, you don't have to go through a nursing school through a university, sorry, program. So yeah, 
These are options that are available. I just want to do a quick recap for you guys. So you are this type of matric. There's six scenarios and I gave you six advice and tips for each scenario. First one is you have the financial circumstances are not great at home financially. Um, you can't be sitting at home doing nothing. Um, you need to be doing something. Things are not great financially. You can't go to school. You need to find a job. Again, I gave you some tips and advice as to how to go about that. Um, using that job to pay for your school fees for next year when you decide to go into an FEG college. NSFAS is definitely an option if you can get the funding. But if you can't get the funding, there are these options that I've offered for you. Become a police officer, join the army, study further in that structure, build yourself up, climb the hierarchy, climb the ladder. There's free training online, such as places like Google. So, yeah. The second one is you don't have the marks to qualify into university, but you love working with your hands and you're more practical than theoretical, become an artisan. The third option is you are financially comfortable. You've got the social capital for career exploration, reflections, and to recenter yourself. Take a gap here. This is for the more privileged kids. <laughs> this is for the rich kids of South Africa. <laughs> okay, this is for the rich kids in South Africa. Please take a gap here. Um, if you're not rich and you and your marks are just not good, okay, so you're taking a gap here by force. This is not for you to travel and to self-introspect and all of that. You failed matric. This is the fourth scenario. You failed matric, did not do well academically. Um, life happens, whatever it is. There's a lot of options for you. Do a paper remark if you need to. If you maybe need that 1% or 2%, you never know. Um, do a redo your matric exam. Go back to school, eat the humble pie. Do your SAP to go into a bridging course or do uni prep, okay? Those are the options that are out there. The fifth one is you've got the financial means and the marks. Go into a public university. You are certain on what you want to do. Go into a public university. There's also distance learning through UNISA, by the way, okay? You don't always have to go through the traditional route. And last but not least, you've got the means but not the marks. Go into private colleges that are internationally accredited, such as game development. There are really specialized training and programs out there. Culinary school, um, hospitality, th those schools are very expensive, okay? It's not for everyone. Um, and I know people, some people want to become an air traffic um, controller, um, go into pilot schools. Uh, I think you do need some type of marks, okay? You can't just go there with your 20% mats. I know there's, you know, a basic requirement there, but these are for the kids who can afford it, okay? The rich kids, um, yeah. And then, yeah, that is it for my episode. I hope you guys found this very useful and insightful. This is the type of advice I wish I got after, um, you know, matric when I was just not in a great space. And again, I don't want you to, you know, whichever student or matriculant you are, these are some tips that you can utilize. Um, you know, this is a very exciting time for a lot of the students. And for some, it's not the greatest of time. It's depressing to go through in, um, Instagram and social media and see all these congratulations when you know that, hi, you did not do well, you failed. And, you know, it's very tough. But I want to just remind you, this is not the end of the road. Your matriculant does not dis, um, define your success, okay? It does not define your success. You'll find that the ones who did very well in matric, and when you guys compare, when you compare yourself to where they are now, it's like, oh, okay, I'm actually doing better than you. Um, not to say that you should be comparing. Um, look at me, for example. <laughs> I failed maths, okay, but I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, so yeah, if you really enjoyed this episode, you've got a friend who's in matric, a little sister, little brother. 
I think they should really take the time to listen to this episode. I think they'd really enjoy it and they'd actually find it quite useful for them. But, you know, please do me a favor before you go, rate and review this podcast on Spotify. You know that you can actually rate my podcast. Um, you can click the, um, the five-star rating, please. I would love to have that. I've got the link in the description. And also, you can register or enroll for my new CV course specifically for graduates at oletm.co.za slash training, oletm.co.za slash free training. And share this episode with as many people as possible. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening in. And I'm wishing you guys all an amazing, productive work week ahead. Bye. for listening in i hope you enjoyed this episode make sure to share this podcast across your socials with your networks so that you can spread this goodness to reach as many ambitious professionals as possible growing and expanding our community did you also know that we have a private LinkedIn group called the Grad Convo Podcast Community? This is our LinkedIn group that is dedicated to the Grad Convo Podcast listeners and fans. It's our community page where we engage and discuss content and podcast interviews, as well as to connect with like-minded professionals. If you did not know, you can even connect further on different socials with me. You can follow me on LinkedIn on Oluetum Velo, TikTok and YouTube at The APA. Club. Thank you so much for listening to your favorite graduate coach. Remember, I am Oletu M. I transform ambitious graduates into thriving professionals. Till next time, wishing you all an amazing work week ahead.